Welcome to Relentless Truth with John Warren, the podcast that extracts truth from a wide range of topics, revealing who God is, who we are, and how we relate to each other. Now, here's John with this week's powerful and practical insights. Welcome to Relentless Truth. I'm John Warren. It's good to be with you again. Please like, share, review, and subscribe to Relentless Truth. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. But if you can hear my voice right now, you probably already found us. But go to our website, johnwarrenmedia.com, if you'd like to know more about our work. Feel free to contact me using our contact form there or send along an email to john at johnwarrenmedia.com. That's J-O-H-N. Well, it's good to be back. I'm going to talk to you about current events and things that concern me today. I hope the last episode on our need to be loving and sensitive and humble with each other in our walk, I hope that's helpful. I want to start this episode by saying I am keenly aware that Scripture says that all things work together for good. Uh, for those who love God, for those who are called according to his purpose. And I, I, I understand that he is sovereign and has the world in his hands, and I am thankful for that. And I, I want to cling to that, hold to that, uh, rest in that. I, that, it, that is anxiety-reducing. We've talked about that before in this podcast. But uh, today... I want to talk about things going on in the world and and just how just how peculiar they are both governmentally, economically and and so on. And and the the first topic I have on my list is one of those where the producers would probably say I shouldn't do this because I record a few weeks in advance. But this this one this one might have some re- resolution by the time this gets released, but the district attorney, Alvin Bragg, pursuing Donald Trump has my attention. That's item one for today. I've got several uh, items to discuss. And, you know, I want to, I want to start with, I, I am not a, my wife and I are not Trumpers. We liked his judicial appointments. We hated his tweets and some of the things he said and did we liked others we're he's he's a mixed bag we we his his conduct prior to even running for office is atrocious but we believe in redemption and hoped that that had occurred uh don't know that that has occurred and at the same time though this prosecutor is coming after him uh, for what appears to be political reasons. I know those of you on the left are going to say, well, no, it's about time we had equal justice under the law and all of that. And he should be held to account and look what he did. And he paid off this adult film actress and he, it was illegal. He might've used campaign fund. I know, I know all that. But but I I look at, at the the application of justice is it applied equally, uh, you know is it is it applied to people in similar stations is it applied to the Biden family the Clinton family and others the Bush family on the other side 
and we should justice should be justice. It shouldn't matter the the fame or wealth or whatever of an individual. And, and and Donald Trump is a past president of the United States who deserves some respect. That raid, it was a raid on on his estate in Mar-a-Lago by the FBI is not cool. Not not the right thing to do. And I, I think similarly, this uh, Alvin Bragg character is is going too far. And uh, I think he's I think he's already got some problems with the guy who uh, who, who testified the other day. This is this will be like three weeks ago, four weeks ago by the time you hear this. But I think the the grand jury is having some doubts apparently, and who knows? They might have charged him already by the time you hear this. But I, I'm just concerned about about politicizing the FBI. I don't want them politicized. I'm sick and tired of. I really am the 24 hour news cycle and all the cable channels competing with each other and taking positions, editorial positions, instead of acting like journalists. One of the reasons I love the work of James Rosen, who I've gotten to know slightly because he was a guest on this podcast a while back. Um, I, I, I like those guys who kind of call it down the middle. They focus on facts and, and more on facts and far less on opinion. They have opinions but they focus on the facts and he happens to be a brilliant one. So yeah, that's kind of my first issue is uh, do, do we have to politicize everything? It, it, it seems like, I know I'm going to sound old, but it used to be that justice was something apart from politics. And it has just every, with every passing year, it becomes more political. Is it was that was that an Obama judge or is that a Trump judge or is that a Bush judge or is that a Clinton judge? And and you know we shouldn't care. We really shouldn't have to care who appointed the judge. And I know those of you on the far right are saying, "Well, you idiot!" Of course we have to care. Well, I I, I hear you. I have standards. I have moral principles. You know them if you've been listening to this podcast for any period of time. But it just concerns me that the world is so politicized. And and what really concerns me is that some of the real important issues that we should care about, that we're going to have to care about, are someday are being kind of brushed to the, to the back burner. The second item on my list is Ukraine and, and Russia, this war in, in Ukraine. It is, it is uh, despicable that uh, Putin is doing what he's doing in Ukraine. It is. And if the numbers are, are that have been reported are accurate, they're they're losing thousands, hundreds of thousands so far of of soldiers because of bad equipment, bad planning, bad strategy, and they just don't care. They're gonna line up more of them. And he, he does this talk about restoring the old Soviet Union. I don't think that's quite the way he says it, but you know it's not his country and, and his people know if you're in Russia listening to this podcast, I'd love to hear from you because you've got to know that this is an invasion of a sovereign nation. Now is, is Volodymyr Zelensky and, and are, 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 are the, is that government and the nation of Ukraine? Are they perfect? No, but they're a sovereign nation. They're a kind, generous, gracious, smart, enterprising people. They are. That's who they are. We know some of them. 
and that's who they are. They've got challenges. They have a, a huge orphan problem. They have poverty. They have, they have other issues. They have, they've historically had some corruption in the government. They might still have some, I don't know, but their people love life. There's a big Christian community in Ukraine that I care very much about. There are lots of young people in Ukraine who I care very much for. And there are some even here. I'm not going to mention the names of, uh, especially one here who lives in central Florida, who is one of the kindest people I've ever met and has quite the story of her experience in Ukraine. But here we are, and uh, China and uh, uh, Xi and uh, Putin have just met, and and they, they called each other dear friends and said other things designed to probably uh, tweak the United States a little bit. And, and here we are uh, kind of fighting, it's sometimes called a proxy war, where we're, we're pumping all kinds of aid into Ukraine. I don't know where we are in, in, in dollars now, but it's, it's, it's a huge number. And we get criticized in the media, our government does, uh, military does for slow rolling some of the things that get approved to, that would help them, help the Ukrainians in this war against Russia. And then the rumor mill lately says, and, I, and it's the media rumor mill, it's not one that I'm plugged into, but that China is, is supplying Russia with some things. And so is it a de facto proxy war between China and the U S well, not, not exactly, but Russia did take down one of our drones in the, over the black sea. And we're all fishing around in 500 feet of water to try to find it or find the pieces of it. And, and there, there's tension and I don't like it. The, the, the aid that we're giving, there, there are questions about whether it's getting to where it's supposed to go. I even question it. You know, can, can I, can I be for Ukraine but oppose this level of aid? I don't know whether you'll let me do that or not, but I but that's where I am. I I think this is this is enough. We've got to say, you know, stand on your own two feet. And other countries need to step in, and some have, most haven't. I think Poland has in some respects. Germany not as much. And I, I don't want to name other names of other countries because I don't know my facts there. But it just seems to me that this is either. NATO is either behind it or not. And I, I, I realize that, that Ukraine is not a NATO nation. And, and I, I get that. I know the articles don't apply, but I, I, just, I just question, uh, you know, how smart are we with how we're, how we're doing this? And it, and it is troubling, especially when the, my next item is, is happening. And that is, I've talked about it plenty of times before, and I'm not going to whine and complain too much about this, but the U.S. debt being at really close now to $32 trillion with $50 trillion additional unfunded commitments, at least $50 trillion. So the U.S. debt might as well be $82 or so trillion. And, and you look at that and say, how in the world can we ever pay that back? And if you look back on how that debt accumulated. Don't even bother looking at one of those debt clocks. It'll make you dizzy. But if you look at how, how we accumulated all that debt, my goodness, we, we, we just hit the accelerator in the last 10 years, last five years. And I, I don't want to hear 
well, we had to because of COVID or we had to because of 2008. No, we don't, we don't have to ever. The, the stimulus, the, the, all, all of that, the, you know what we did through government stimulus associated with COVID, whether it's PPP, whatever you want to call it, no matter how justified you think it was, no matter how, oh, people were struggling and we had to. Well, there was no means test, really. I know there was a little bit of a means test, but there was no net worth test. It was an income test. So wealthy people got these checks. It was just a government waste, nonsensical program. Did some people need help? Yes. Am I for that? Absolutely yes. However, this stupid way of one size fits all, press a button and boom, checks have to go out because I'm political and I need to go impress people. And if I don't, the other side will use it against me. I want somebody to have Ronald Reagan's level of courage and say, I don't care. You can use it against me if you want, but look at this. I did the right thing. That's just important. And now we've saddled future generations with debt. Like you just wouldn't believe these unfunded commitments and all this debt. This has to be paid back. This is a, this is a predatory act that preys on future generations. It's our spending that, that targets future generations. Not to mention, let me, let me, while I'm whining, and I'm, I'm whining a little more aggressively than I intended to, as I hear myself say these words, it makes me angrier. China, let's talk about China for a minute. We outsource our child labor to labor camps and, and all kinds of nonsense that goes on in China. And we look the other way. I know I've said this before. I've said it recently even. But we look the other way because we like cheap things. Well, we got to stop it. We can't. It, we can't have a military adversary pretending to be best friends with Russia and, and, and do all kinds of business with them like it's nothing on an unlevel playing field. Trump was right about China. Now, some of his rhetoric was scary, but, but he was right. China is not our friend. Is there a way, is there a way to have a good relationship with China? Yes, if you believe peace through strength and you believe in fair trade agreements. Yes. Yes, I don't mean fair trade like some people say. I mean fair trade agreements. So this this U.S. debt concerns me, our, our relationship with China, our outsourcing child labor. That's what we're doing. I and mean, you, can, you can call it whatever you want, but if you buy, and I'm guilty, uh, you you buy Chinese goods that are made in sweatshops or or uh, with with employment or labor conditions that are that are that are really human human rights violations, then then shame on us. I mean we we t- we think we take this moral high ground and then we do that kind of thing, just absolutely discrediting the things that we say we are we stand for. And and yes, it would be painful if we decided to manufacture everything here. Am I opposed to Chinese farms in the United States? Yes, I am. Am I opposed to allowing Chinese spies into the U.S. who pretend to be students? Yes, I am. Do I think we should allow some student visas from China? Sure. But we should monitor them. Should we give them scholarships, access to scholarships in the United States institutions? Nope, we should not. That might be seen as myopic. It could be hurtful to some friends of mine. You know who you are. 
look, I'm, I'm not interested in penalizing China necessarily just because it's China, but I know that isn't a racist comment. I'm, I'm getting tired of that too. I'm talking about any country that opposes us, that threatens us, that would, would undo us or control us otherwise. Shouldn't we think twice? This, I don't understand TikTok. You know, I know lots of my students like it and are on it. I'm not all about making things illegal just to make them illegal. The president or CEO of TikTok is just in front of Congress, might be there again today. I'm not sure. I think it was yesterday. And he had the right answers to all kinds of things, but they weren't really thorough answers or candid answers. So if, if that is a vehicle for spying, then yeah, we, we ought to make it illegal. Spying is not should not be allowed. We ought to have the the courage is the nice way to say what I'm thinking right now to, to not allow intrusion into the United States and this whole woke culture and caring more about woke than security or our financial solvency is ridiculous. And it's not an either or not an either or proposition. I understand that, but my goodness, when we, when we care about equity and inclusion over security, safety, soundness, and all that, we've lost our way. So yes, Congress should approve a balanced budget amendment. All in favor, please raise your hands. Please tell, raise your hands by telling your Congress people that we should tell our representatives we expect a balanced budget amendment, a permanent balanced budget amendment. I don't want Congress to be on the honor system. I don't want them to be able to characterize things in financial buckets that don't count. I want to balance the budget. Do I know how painful that would be? Yes, I know the numbers. Yes, entitlements will be impacted. I'm sorry, that's unfortunate. Might cost a Republican or two an election. That's the way it goes. Everyone should care about, about balancing the budget. And such an amendment should get approved by the electorate. The, the, the process for amending the Constitution is unbelievable. It's unbelievably difficult. And, and that's good. But basically, what you have to end up with is, is about three-quarters of the states have to agree, the people in three-quarters of the states, majority of people. I mean, there, there, there are two ways to, if you read the Constitution, you can, you can see the two ways. But yes, we should balance the budget before it's too late. If we don't, we're going to spend ourselves into insolvency. You see, you can't have this, oh, I don't like inflation, and still have the government spending money that we don't have. Printing money is inflationary. It devalues the currency. I've said it here a hundred times. You know the drill by now. All right, I want to talk about something else. Well, I mean, I, I care so much, though, about future generations having to pay this back or pay the consequences for not paying it back. As interest rates continue to rise, you better believe there's going to be more and more tension on this front. The, the banking industry, I talked about uh, Silicon Valley Bank a couple of weeks ago. The banking industry is continuing to struggle. Money is leaving banking and going into mutual funds at record numbers right now. That can cause a banking liquidity crisis. And that makes me nervous. But, but that's, that's not on my list of things here that I'm concerned about. I'll tell you another one. It's unrelated to this. And we'll, we'll, we'll come back to the economy in just a couple of minutes. But incarceration. I'm talking about jails and prisons. 
Yep, we incarcerate too many people and too often we incarcerate the wrong people. However, we've got a crime issue. Man is depraved, woefully, woefully sinful. There is none righteous, no, not one. All have turned aside. All are wicked. No one seeks after God. Their throat is an open grave. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Paul said all of that in Romans 3. But that doesn't mean that we incarcerate people for possessing recreational drugs. Not not selling them, just possessing them. Uh, we, We incarcerate far too long for some things. We turn people into criminal. I I know some people are going to say, no, we don't. Yes, we do. We're cruel. We don't rehabilitate. And and some people are beyond rehabilitation. It requires artful delivery by judges and people in the the justice community. I understand all that. But, But we should be in the business of rehabilitating, giving opportunity to people. We don't do that enough. Now, there was a guy just let out on parole or something who just committed a murder, murdered three people. And there are some people who don't deserve to be released. There's specific criteria. Was it violent or not? Are they recidivists or not? There, there's, a, there's a right way to do this. But first-time offenders and, and people who, who really, I, we, we just need, and I know judges' discretion is a two-edged sword, but I've yet to meet a judge who didn't try really hard to do a good job. I, I know some of you are going, oh my goodness, there are some evil judges. Well, that's fine. Okay. But that is a sobering job. It is, it is government jobs are described in the Bible for crying out loud. I mean, they government is ordained by God, whether you like it or not. It is. And we incarcerate too many people and don't give them opportunity and don't, I'm not suggesting they become wards of the state and we owe them all a PhD or a master's degree. Not suggesting anything like that. But we make it awful. We, we don't even let them make phone calls. We don't give them proper internet access. We don't, I mean, I know you think we do, but we don't. The visitation is weird. And I mean, we just absolutely, and I, I know, I'm sure there are great guards and great, people who are in charge of prison systems, I, that's fine. But as, a, as an industry, if I can call it an industry, it's a mess. It needs to be reformed. And, and at the same time, we don't need to be releasing these no bail policies in big cities that just, they don't work. This condoning of crime that goes on where a person gets arrested and the, the, the police officer is still on their shift, haven't gone, even gone home yet, and the person's released, uh, that's problematic as well. We need to be serious in this country and take a serious view of, 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 of government and politics and, and, and Ukraine and Russia and our debt and balancing the budget and this issue of incarceration. All right, I got a few more. Assets are rapidly repricing due to rising interest rates and the actions of the Fed. You need to be aware of this. Homes are becoming worth less. I didn't say worthless. Worth less than they were before. That's going on right now in this country. Be aware. I don't care how much the real estate industry doesn't want you to know that. 
builders are now starting to discount. Car companies are now beginning to have to discount again. The arrogance of some of these industries is going to come home to roost now. Rising rates, you know, the cost of money impacts the economy. I'm not going to take the time to go through it all now, but supply demand price equilibrium. It's really, it's really just price equilibrium, price finding the equilibrium point is going on every second in a free market economy. And these assets are getting repriced downward. I know what the Dow is doing. I know it's fine and all that, but, but no, no, no. Um, that the, the, there's no avoiding the fact that real estate is repricing. Now, inflation, you're thinking, is, you know, as evidenced by rising prices, is still a problem. Yes, it is. I, I spent some time on the Department of Commerce's website and I saw that inflation is only at 6% and food inflation's at 10. Then I went into class and asked my students, how many of you do the shop? You're shopping at Publix, for those of you in other parts of the country, that's our local Florida-based grocery chain. It's, there are a bunch of other states now, too, and you, you might be familiar with them. Uh, really good organization. But those who do their shopping for their family are telling me that, no, this, this rate is at least 40%, might be 50 and we're still running out of things. So, so you, can, you can spin it however you want, but inflation is a predatory tax on the poor, especially the working poor. People who, who want to do okay and are right there, when, when, when the cost of goods, and, and there many items have doubled in cost, and you know this, if you do the shopping for your family, some costs have moderated. I saw that eggs went down a little, cost of gas per gallon went down a little, but, but overall, you fill a cart full of, full of groceries at your grocery store, your supermarket, and, and you're paying a lot more, not, not 6% more, a lot more than you did a year ago. Some companies are using this as an excuse to raise prices, to make more money. And, and I'm a capitalist, but shame on you if that's what you're doing, because the American people count on need some industries. There are some things that, that you can't boycott. You can't, you don't have substitute goods. You can't, you, you do have substitute providers, thankfully, and, and all of this will settle out and you'll see we're going to have a full-blown recession. That's, that's what's going to happen. We're going to have a, an, an, a, a full recession. I don't know whether it'll be as bad as 2008, nine. It's going to be different because we don't have subprime mortgage problem, but we're going to have a recession and, and, and we need to prepare for it. But inflation these inflationary government policies, and yes, Congress, you know what I'm talking about. Inflation is a tax that is predatory on the poor. It is, it is Congress spending money. It is a tax. And, 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 and so they're approving a tax through, through policies that don't appear to be taxation. It's not a tax bill, but, but it's, it's making things cost more for the American people. And, and yes, government needs to stay out of the way and stop printing money and spending money irresponsibly so that their role in this free market economy is not seen as inflationary, doesn't have inflationary rising price consequences. So this isn't just a government problem. 
um, economic cycles will will come and go. We'll have peaks and troughs. We've talked about that before. But anyway, it's a challenge. This this is a challenge. There's there's, there's artful delivery. Uh, serious minded people. All of these things need to be solved by smart, serious minded people, not these caricatures. Uh, who serve in some roles in, in, in politics and government. It's about time Republican party. You got serious and said, that's enough of, of politicians who aren't serious minded and don't know what they're doing. I am thankful to be in Florida where Ron DeSantis is governor. If you don't like him, I don't know what sort of politician you'd, you'd like. Uh, and no offense to those who don't. Uh, they, he gets caricatured a little bit by the left and by Trump, who ought to be ashamed of himself. But we need thoughtful, serious-minded, smart, courageous politicians. We need to elect good people to office, not because of their wokeism, not because they say the right things when they're alert, but but we, we need to... It, it is... It is time. The time is short. As Paul said in in Romans, I guess it was 14, the day is at hand. It is time in the United States for us to step up and do the right thing across all of these topics and more. I'm sure you're thinking, well, he didn't mention my favorite topic, which is crypto or or some other topic that has been in the news recently or human rights violations or our relationship with Saudi Arabia. You can go on and on and on. But we need serious-minded people. We all need to engage in this process somehow, wherever it is, uh, in our local school boards, our, our, our local uh, township meetings, our, our, uh, supporting, uh, just, just supporting the right leaders, uh, voting and voting well and thoroughly and knowledgeably. It can feel like we don't impact government. I do a little exercise where I call government officials in class on a speakerphone and, and hardly ever get an answer. This year, one of Marco Rubio's aides, a, a volunteer, a, a guy who's an intern, I don't know if he's a volunteer or not, but uh, answered the phone for the first time in like eight or nine years, finally got an answer. But government serves at the pleasure of the people. Government, the, the, the government operates at the consent of the governed we express our consent by voting, but we can also express it other ways. I don't know whether to organize a petition drive. I, I don't know how much interest these topics have among you, the listeners of Relentless Truth. I hope a lot. I hope you'll send me a message if you like hearing this kind of thing. And I hope I don't sound like this old guy who just rants. I think this cuts across all age groups. My students get this stuff and their families get it. I'm proud of them, proud to be associated with it, proud to know them, proud to hear their opinions. I've got some classes that, that just, they know this stuff and they just kind of, they're aghast at, at the way adults govern and react and the opinions and the, the managing the country by opinion poll that goes on. Not good. So, you know, you know now if you've been a listener here, you know what value is and you know that Things like cryptocurrency have, have they're they're up and down and 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 there's 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 just no basis for them. You know, Sam Bankman-Fried is I guess he's arrested now and awaiting trial. But but we 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 have to be serious-minded. There will always be 
frivolous investment options. And and I I, I know if you love crypto, you're going to write me and say nasty things to me. But that you know, it, it is does the opportunist in me say, yeah, there might be a possibility of making some money on? Sure, okay, fine. But you can also make money if you can count cards in a casino. I'm not advocating for that, but you you can also pick horses. Uh, coming up on a Saturday during the Triple Crown, you know, you, there there are a lot of ways to to pick things that might end up having value for five minutes. But I think we need to be much more serious minded. Our country is the greatest in the world. Our economy is the strongest in the world. Our currency is the strongest in the world. It won't remain that way forever if we don't awaken and awaken soon. I I hope you're encouraged by God being on the throne. I don't want to leave this conversation without saying that one more time. God is on the throne and, and yet he expects us to make good decisions, to make smart choices, to use these God-given brains for his glory. It's most important that we love each other. We talked about that in our last episode of Relentless Truth. It's most important that we be loving, but, but we don't have to choose between being responsible and being loving. We can do that. We can do both at the same time. So I'm optimistic about our future, but I, we've got to elect the right leaders. We've got to engage in the process. If you're interested in learning more, contact me and I'll tell you about where to go for some good good news sources and where to where to learn more. It's important. It's not somebody else's problem anymore. We can solve this. My students would encourage you. I wish you knew them. Got almost 100 of them and they are they are brilliant and grounded and uh, they give me hope for future generations. So thanks for stopping in again and I'm so thankful for that our that our YouTube channel is doing well. It's it's kind of fledgling, you know. There's not a lot out there other than these podcast episodes, but I've done a couple of videos that are in the editing stage right now, and uh, just looking so forward to uh, to growing that channel. Have some subscribers there already. I have no idea how you found me. We don't do all the all the promoting that lots of folks do, but this this whole work is growing organically and i am thankful for you the way to help us do that is to tell your friends share these episodes with your friends so please like share review and subscribe to relentless truth you can find us wherever you get your podcast go to johnwarrenmedia.com for more information or send along an email to john at johnwarrenmedia.com i look forward to being with you again next time thanks for listening to relentless truth with John Warren. Please consider sharing this podcast and subscribe to receive future episodes. Connect with John regarding your comments, questions, and show ideas through johnwarrenmedia.com or at John Warren Media on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. That's all for this episode. Join us next week for another edition of Relentless Truth with John Warren. Thank you.